Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Father, we ask, O oh God, that you grant us a fertile heart, the heart that is prepared to receive your word, the heart that allows your word to grow and to bear fruit. Let your word come forth and let it have a change and transformation in our lives. Father, we make a decision to take new decisions for you today as your word comes into our lives. Let it be so in our lives, Lord Jesus. Grant us that grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you take your seat with a clap offering to the Lord? Wonderful. Well, all too soon, our feeding 527 is coming to an end. And we, we are going to enter into another phase, another feeding. I believe some weeks ago, I gave you about several feeding that we have in the church. Do you remember? So we're going to have another season of feeding, and you're going to be fed. Amen. How many of you have been fed during this feeding 527? Wonderful. It is powerful. You know, and um, I have been blessed from this book very much. Um, We have been sharing for some few weeks now about many are called, many are called, many are called to do the work of God. And for those of you who have the book, and I believe by now every Lighthouse Chapel International member, if you consider yourself a member of Lighthouse Chapel International, you must have this book. How many of you do not have the book at all? You don't have the book. Sunday. I think you should have it. You can get an electronic copy on your um, on your iPad or any other f- form of electronic gadget that you have. You can have a copy of this book. Now, if you look on this book well, if you look at the cover, you realize that there is a place left for your face. Have you seen that? All of you have seen that. There's a place left for your face. And I believe all of you should include your picture. You should put your picture there. And if you have not so far for all that we have shared, I believe to, after the end, after today's service, you will have a lot of reasons to put your picture there. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? Wonderful. So we have been sharing from this wonderful book that was written by the presiding Bishop Dagwood Mills. And the reason why we are sharing is because God gave, God gave words to certain people. You see, God gave words to certain people. And 
sometimes there are some few people who receive the word. You see, there are some few people who receive the word. If God is going to build his church, if God is going to save the whole world, he has so much to tell us. He has given us the scriptures. And you see, not every single Christian can meditate on every single scripture. Hallelujah. And that is why I pity some people who stay home and say, I don't go to church, I just read my scriptures and I pray at home. I think it's not a wise thing to do. Hallelujah. And so, there are so many things that God has revealed in the scriptures to the presiding bishop, and he has, God has also given him the ability to write. And so, we are also sharing the things that God has revealed to him. Hallelujah. And there is nothing wrong with that. How many of you have been blessed from the scriptures that we have been sharing, even from this book, and the message that is from this book? And it's, it's, it's just painful to me that um, we have not finished it. But I'm looking forward that I will come back to this book and continue to share. When all the seasons that we are by authority have been authorized to teach from, when the season is gone, I will come back to this book. But today, I want us to go to chapter 4 of this book. Today, I want us to go to chapter 4. Because, um, and I want everyone to read a book. Everyone to read a book. But there's something, there's some few things that I think if before we put this book down for the period, we should share. And that is chapter four. And this is about the characteristics of called people. Characteristics of called people. That is the kind of people that God has called. There are several characteristics, but we will see as the Spirit leads us how far we can get. Characteristics of God's people. Now, how many of you know that leading God's people is a very difficult task? You know, it's a great challenge to lead God's people. It is not easy to lead God's people. Hallelujah. When God called Moses to lead his people, it was not easy for him. Amen. It was not easy for him. And sometimes you think that when the people see that there is power on you, you are performing miracles and you are doing wonderful things, they will be afraid and they will be very easy to lead. It's not so. They will see right before their eyes that you will part the seas, you will part the ocean, and they will walk through. And they will see the ocean class behind them to engulf the enemy. And they are safe, free, and they come out. And as soon as they come out, they look back and see the great works that the Lord has wrought through his servant. And they will start complaining. Hallelujah. They will start complaining. Sometimes you do, you pray for people, you do so many things for them. And when you hear the things that they are saying, you can't believe it. Sometimes certain things are going on in certain people's life and it troubles you so much. It becomes a burden for you. You are praying about it, believing God that he will break through for them. And when you hear the same people doing certain things to you, you'll be amazed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not easy to lead God's people. Moses was in... Moses was frustrated 
leading the people of God. At some point, he asked God, he says, did I, did I conceive these people? Why have you put the burden of leading these people on me? If you want to lead your people, lead them. Why have you? Look at someone that God has called. Look how he's talking. And it's because of the people. Tell your neighbor, we are difficult. Tell, tell your neighbor, I am not easy. Why? Your neighbor is not saying it. Say to your neighbor, I am not easy. Complain, complain. Eh? Even the pastor, when he heard that, that I was, this was happening, he didn't even call me. He didn't even, he didn't even come to see me. He didn't, even, he didn't even remember to do this. He called me three times and then he stopped. He didn't call me again. You know, I mean, we have been in a church and we are doing all these things, but these things are not, you know, these things are not nice. They are not fair. Complain, complain, complain. You see how he was praying for this one? Look, when in my birthday, you will see how he... I don't know what I've done to him. But when, I, when he's praying, as if he's angry, he doesn't want to pray. I don't know if he's angry with me. All sorts of things. Amen. Talking, talking, talking. Talking. It's not easy. So, you see, when you hear of certain things, when you hear of you know, how the people of God are, you expect that, then God should call some supernatural people, people out of this world, to lead them. Isn't that so? So you would expect that God should call some people out of the And sometimes that is what we think. Sometimes we do certain things, and then we say, but you are the pastor. You see, you are the one that says you do the work of God. So they expect that, you know, as for the reverend, you should be able to do this. You, you know? <laughs> but we are all very, very ordinary. Amen. So who are the kinds of people that God calls? The kinds of people that God calls or the characteristics of the people that God calls. Number one, God calls failures. God calls failures. Can you imagine? People who have failed in life, Jay, those are the people that God calls. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 11. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 11. It says, And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? Because Moses, he had failed before. He had failed to deliver the people. He had failed to separate fights. He has failed. He wasn't a successful judge. He wasn't a successful leader. He had failed in leadership before. I don't know if you have failed in anything before. You tried. You started. We said, I want to go to pharmacy school. You tried, and then it didn't work. And then you reduced. You said, okay, I will do nursing. And then you tried the nursing. It didn't work. And then you come. You say, okay, I will do social worker. And then you try social worker. It didn't work. And then now you are frustrated. You think you ask for me, what can I do? But such are the people that God uses. I say such are the people that God uses. Hallelujah. 
you failed in the marriage. It didn't work. And then everybody looks at you like you are a failure. All your sisters are married. They have stayed married and they are still in the marriage. But you alone, you don't know. You try. You did everything you can. You are a Christian, but your marriage failed. You are the kind of person that God will use. I say you are the kind of person that God will use. You, your children, you did all your best to raise them, but they have become vagabonds. They have become some way. They have become people who don't even want to see God. They don't want to see church. But you are the kind that God wants to use. Hallelujah. God uses failures. Amen. God uses failures. Let's read a scripture in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 1. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 1. Matthew, not Malachi. Matthew. Is something wrong with the microphone? Are they hearing me or they don't? I think I should get my own. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 1. It says, and it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his 12 disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples. You know John the Baptist. When he had heard that, when he had heard in prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, this is what the disciples came to Jesus to say. They said, John sent us to come and ask you, are thou he that should come, or do we look for another? This is John. He's failing in his faith because of small prison. They have put him in prison. They have heard Jesus Christ doing wonderful miracles, raising the dead, setting demons apart, commanding demons to go out of people and doing all sorts of miracles. And then he sent, John sent his people because he's in prison. The pastor has not come to visit him. Do you see? Do you see? Small thing that happened to you. The pastor has not called you. You are angry. And you, you have lost faith. So he says, are we expecting him? He says, he said unto him, are thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? Are you the Messiah or we should wait for another one? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. Go and show those things to him again. You see, the pastor was not happy with that question that he came to ask him. He said, Go and show John again of those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. And the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. John failed in his faith, and he offended Christ. He said, Blessed is he, blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. What kind of nonsense is that? You come and ask me, are we, am I the one or they should expect another? And you are seeing all these things going around because of small trouble that you are in. Then, look at this. You see, you will fail. You will fail. You will fail. But 
the Lord is still with you. Amen. Hallelujah. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John. Look at that. Just as they departed, Jesus began to say concerning John. He was saying to the multitude concerning John. He says, what went ye out unto the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind. But what went ye out of to, for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send a messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Can you believe it? Can you believe someone even who has failed in his faith? God has chosen him. He says, behold, this is for, for this is he of whom it is written, I send a messenger before thy face. That is the one that God has chosen. Meanwhile, he was the one who, was, who is even losing the faith as whether this is the Messiah or not. The next verse, he says, Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there have not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Not, I'm talking about just as the people have left, just as they are finished speaking to Jesus concerning John's question. This is what he's saying about John. God chooses failures. I say God chooses failures. He says, among among men born of women, there have not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Hallelujah. God chooses failures. God chooses failures. And God is choosing you. If you feel you have failed in something before, you are the type that God will choose. Hallelujah. When Peter, Peter was, Peter was chosen, God, Jesus called him to be his disciple. Small trouble, when small trouble arose, a small girl came to him and said, I've seen you before. You were with the Messiah. He said, hey, I will slap you. Little girls, you have no respect for the elderly. He's angry. Small, oh, I, I just said that I saw you with the Messiah. Weren't you with the Messiah? Hey, you, hey. Peter, Peter, the rock, he had failed totally. He had failed totally. But God did not look upon his failure. I say God did not look upon his failure. When Peter, on the, when the day of Pentecost came, when the power of God came upon him, someone who was a failure, someone who disappointed the Messiah, someone who let down Christ, he stood up and he preached powerfully. And that day, thousands were added to the church. God will choose failures to do his work. And if you have failed in anything, you are the type that God is choosing. Can I have an amen? amen. So when you examine yourself, you feel you are, you are a failure, a total failure. And you, you, if you are honest with yourself, you realize that you don't see success coming your way. But that is a good thing. You are the type that God chooses. God calls you because you are a total failure. Now, number two, God calls unworthy people. God calls people who are unworthy. Amen. God calls unworthy people. 
you feel unworthy, you are the type that God will choose. Hallelujah. Moses said unto him, who am I? Exodus chapter 3 and verse 11. He says, and Moses said unto God, who am I? Who am I? You feel you are nobody. You feel you are nothing. You feel you are a refugee. You feel you are a runaway. You feel like you are a wanted man living in the wilderness. So when you look at your circumstances, you look at where you are. Wilderness, no family, nothing. You can't go back to your people. You don't have any relatives. You, can't even, you don't even have your papers to even go back to your people. But you are the type that God will choose. People don't take much of you. People don't think much of you. But you are the type that God will choose. When your family, when they have issue in the family, they don't even call you. When they are sitting and they are talking, the moment you rise up, you want to say something. Sit down. And they say, human beings are talking and you are also talking. What kind of thing is that? Human beings are talking and you are also talking. So you feel amongst your people, you feel unworthy. You feel that you are, not, you are not anybody. But you are the type that God will choose. I say you are the type that God will choose. In the house of God, you are the type that God will choose. Sometimes your siblings, they don't regard you. They don't take you for anything. But in the house of God, if you remain in the house of God, you see your life. You see your life shining. You see your life transforming. Because you are the type that God will choose. And you will realize that you will come and bypass all these people. And they will return and they shall see the difference between the righteous and the unrighteous. Between those who serve God and those who do not serve. They feel you are unworthy, but you are the type that God will choose. I say you are the kind that God will use. Hallelujah. God chooses unworthy people. Amen. Number three, God calls people who have been rejected. Oh, God calls people who have been rejected. God calls people who have been rejected. It's not an easy thing to be rejected. Exodus chapter 2 and verse 11. Look at it. Exodus chapter 2 and verse 11. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out unto his brethren. You see, Moses was grown. Moses grew up in the palace. He saw leadership. He saw how to settle issues. He learned how to judge. Do you understand? He learned about judgment. He learned about sitting in court and judging between two people. So he he felt he has learned something. And he went out when he was grown. The Bible says, and it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went out unto his brethren, unto his people who were suffering, and looked on their burdens. And he spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew. He saw one of the Egyptians smiting a Hebrew, one of Moses' brethren. And he looked this way and looked that way. Look, that's what he knew. He didn't know. This is how he knew to settle issues. He looked this way and he looked that way. And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. For Moses, this is how he takes care of things. And he has taken care of the issue. The next verse. So, and when he went out the second day, so the thing sweet him. You see, so he feels that, oh, I can take care of my people. I can lead them. I can provide safety. I can take care of things. I can make them feel okay. So he feels that maybe even that the guy who was saved, 
the guy that the Hebrew was beating, he went to the camp and told them, oh, we don't know where this guy came from, but I believe God has raised some leader to come and deliver us. He came and he smiled. So the second day, the thing sweet him. He went again. He said he went again. Behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. Now this time, it wasn't a Hebrew, an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew. It was two Hebrew men fighting. Two Hebrew men fighting. And he says, this is my opportunity to really show them that I am a real leader. So he says, he saw them, two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to him, what? He says, he said to him, that did the wrong. Wherefore, smitest thy fellow. Why are you hitting your fellow? Your fellow Hebrew man. And look at this. And he said, who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. And now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Can you feel, can you imagine the rejection? Can you imagine? Now he's totally rejected, not only in Pharaoh's house, but his own people that he was trying to save. Hallelujah. Totally rejected. Someone who was trying to help. Now rejection is part of this life. Rejection is a very painful experience. To be rejected is to feel disliked. You feel that people don't like you. If the people reject you, you feel they don't like you. To be rejected means to be disrespected. And you, you, it means you are unwanted. Nobody wants you around. Who made you a king, a prince, and a judge over us? We don't need you. And the man was lonely. But this is the same man that God chose to lead the people. This man who was rejected to be a prince and a judge, he was the same man that God chose to be a judge over the people. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? amen? Oh, I hope some people are including themselves. They have been rejected before, but they are including themselves. You have been rejected by beloveds. Oh, the, the beloved has rejected you, but you are being included. I said the beloved has rejected you, but you are being included. You, the woman came, and then you, you asked, you proposed to the woman. The woman looked at you and looked at you and said, ah, how dare you? Totally rejected. He says, I think I have brought myself low. Everyone is coming to propose to me. You too, you have come to propose to me. You feel totally rejected. Totally rejected. But you are the one that God is choosing. I say you are the one that God is choosing. If somebody has rejected you before, you are the type that God wants to choose. You are a woman. So many men have rejected you. Sometimes they don't even look your direction. No one has looked in your direction. You have tried every means. Done all sorts of things. You have done every type of hair. From every country you have tried it. But they don't look at you. You have tried every type of makeup. One man of God said, you have tried to, you have tried to bleach your face. You have done all type of soap. There's a soap called Asepso. Do you know Asepso? <laughs> he said, you have tried that and it's not working. 
You have tried, you have tried all types of makeup. You know kajikaji. You have tried kajikaji, it's not working. You have tried all sorts of, all kinds of lipstick. You have tra- adapted, the, you say they like the African one. So you have done, if your kajikaji, it can be very deep. I remember one time there, when we were in secondary school, there was this, there was this lady who sell granites. And I think she wanted one secondary school guy for, him, for herself. You know? Hey, the woman will come when she was selling the groundnut. You see the lipstick and the, the thing on her eye. And then she has some colors that she put on her foot. Then he will paint her feet with some nice colors. Hey, and she will, what do you call that? Ole. Hey, Ole. Where's Frank? Frank. Frank is in Sunday school. Ole. Kole, Kole. Oh. You have tried Kole, it didn't work. You have tried polishing your face in good cream. You have tried it, it didn't work. You have tried all sorts of cream. It didn't work. You have polished, when they, they say they like, they like fair skinned women, you have tried fair skin. They take you, they look at your face. Nice, fair skin. When they look at your feet, black woman. And that's not working also. They have tried all of that. They like, they like multicolored. You have tried multicolored. Your hands are black. Your face is white woman. Hey, you want a white woman? I have it. You want a black woman? Look at my feet. What do you want? What else do you want? But it's not working. You have been rejected totally. It's not working. Amen. But I tell you, you are the type that God wants to use. You are the type that God wants to use. I say you are the type that God wants to use. Don't worry about the rejection. You are the kind that God wants to use. Hallelujah. God will use you. Just look back. Paul said that, he says that, forsaking all that are behind us, we press on. Look forward. Facing on Jesus, focusing on Christ, the author and the finisher. He's the one that chooses people who have been rejected. Hallelujah. God will use you. I say, God will use you. Is there anyone who has been rejected here? I say, God will use you. You are the type that God likes. Hallelujah. If you have been rejected, God will use you. Amen. Christ was rejected. Christ was rejected. Look, someone who forsook his crown. You see, you think you are the one that has tried all sorts of things. That people have rejected you. Someone, he lost his, he says, look, I will let go of this crown in heaven. I will let go of this. I will let go of that. I will let go of this. And I will come in the form of man. I will come just to be like them so that I can flow with them. So that they can receive me. So that they can see that I'm not being lordship over them. And they come. But he says that he came unto his own. But his own receive him not. But as many, as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even them that believe on his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He came to his own, but his own received him not. Amen. You are not only one that has been rejected. But he is the kind, the, the kind that God rejects 
is the kind that God will exalt. It's the kind that God will lift up. The Bible says that even though his own rejected him, God gave him a name, a name that is above every name, that at the mentioning of the name Jesus, whether you like it or not, whether you rejected him or not, whether you considered him worthy or not, at the mention of the name Jesus, he says, every name bows. Every name will bow. Christmas Day, you'll be forced to close your shop. Because no one will come and buy. Hallelujah. Easter, you'll be forced to sell something to mark the celebration. Amen. The day that he was born is be celebrated. Whether you like it or not, it's a worldwide celebration. Everywhere. And that is the person that his own people rejected him. Hallelujah. God chooses people who have been rejected. Do not worry if you have been rejected before. Do not worry if people feel that you are not worthy. So what is number one? Number one, what are the kind of people that God chooses? God chooses failures. The second one, God calls unworthy people. And the third one, God calls people who have been rejected. Number four, God calls people who are not believable. God calls people who are not believable. Hallelujah. God calls people who are not believable. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 1. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord had not appeared unto thee. Hallelujah. You see, the reason why a lot of you, you have not responded to the call of God is because you feel that the people will not believe you. They will not accept you as someone that God has called. Moses, God appeared before him and God chose him. And he said, behold, they will not believe me because that's how you are. Because when he looks at his circumstances, when he looks at his style, when he looks at the way he talks, you see, when you look at the way you talk, when you look at the way you speak, you feel that the people will not believe you. The people will not believe that you are someone that God has really spoken to. You are someone that God has really called. Or you are someone that God has appeared because you don't speak like, Oh, yeah. I have come today, and as I'm standing here, I see five people. I say, I see five people. I see five people. You don't talk like that. You don't talk like that. So, you, you see, when you hear certain preachers, the way they preach, the way they, they, they minister, you see, I see three people receiving cars. I see five people buying aeroplanes. And when you buy your aeroplane, remember me. You don't talk like that, so you feel like, you know, you, 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 are, you are not called. You feel like you are not worthy. You, feel, you have to have a certain voice. You have to have a certain voice. The way your voice is, the way your grammar is, you see, you feel like you are afraid. You are afraid that when you are going to preach, the people, they will mark your grammar. Someday, one day, somebody sent me something on the on WhatsApp about a preacher that somebody was interviewing. Man! It was not easy. It was not easy. The preacher was preaching. But he was preaching. I said he was preaching. God has chosen him. 
It says that people have degrees and they have their uh, O level and they have A level and they have B level and C level, above, B, above, C, above, D, everything. But Christ didn't call them. Christ has called me. Okay. Hallelujah. He said, Christ has called me. <laughs> my Lord and my God. He said, and God said to Peter, he said, and he said to Peter, I call you. Now you are going to be a catcher of, of human being. You are not a catcher of fish, but you are going to be a catcher of human being. He said, woman being. And then he will ask, Mukana Sekra. It means, what do you say it in, a, in your English? Hallelujah. But the man was preaching and he preached the message. And the message that I got from it is that if you do not rise up, if you feel that you are unworthy and you who can speak well, you have the grammar, you are going to school, if you will not rise up, God says you will cause stones to rise up to worship him. Hallelujah. Amen. And so if you will not rise up to preach, don't laugh at that man. Leave him alone to preach. One day I'll bring you that message and I'll, pray, I'll play it back to you. You'll see. You'll hear it. You'll realize that you are, not, you are sitting there and not rising up to preach with your big, big grammar. Hallelujah. But God calls people who are not believable. God calls people who are not believable. Moses says, they will not believe me. Yes, it is true that there's nothing about you that will make the people believe that God has called you. But you are the kind that God wants to call. He says that, that the excellency of the praise, excellency, the spirit, it shall be of him and not of man. Amen. Amen. That is why God will choose people like that. He says that we have this treasure in earthen vessel. There is treasure, that is God. But he will place it in earthen vessel. He will place it in vessels that are not worthy. He will place it in vessels that human beings will not value. That that. Glory will be to him. God is a jealous God. I say he is a jealous God. Amen. And he takes his glory. Hallelujah. That is why God chooses people like you. That is why God will choose people like me. Amen. Unworthy. Unworthy. But God will choose you. If God has chosen me, he will choose you to use you. I say if God has chosen me, he will choose you to use you. Hallelujah. You are afraid of preaching. You are afraid that the people will laugh at your English. You are afraid that the people are afraid that when you are speaking, spit will come from your mouth. You are the type that God will choose. I say you are the kind that God will choose. Hallelujah. Amen. One day when I was um, in the Manhattan church and I was told to preach, it was not easy. You know? So casually, we were standing at the entrance like that, with Reverend Ose, and then he's, he said, um, Brad, I'm going to Ghana. You're going to preach, okay? So I thought he was joking. Lo and behold, the man was going away for about three weeks or so. Now I'm talking about Manhattan Church, and I'm talking about a pulpit that Apostle Joel has stood before um, Reverend Bading, Reverend Osei, Obuntiers, Reverend Kwame. Hey! 
the Apache. And that Sunday, the people came like that. They are, they are sitting there like that. They have heard that Reverend has traveled. So who is going to preach? And they are sitting there like that. They are waiting. And you know that there are some people who feel that they have been around, they have, they have been in this church, I have been in that church, you know, I was an elder here, and I was an elder there, and I was here, and I was there before I came here, and it's a that is why I am where I am. You see, so they feel that they can be pastors, see, so they are sitting down, and, you know, waiting to hear what you have to say. Hey, that day was not easy. But such are the people that God will use. I say, such are the people that God will use. God will use you also. I say, God will use you also. You feel unworthy. People feel like you don't qualify. People feel you are not worthy. But you are the kind that God will use. I say, you are the kind that God will use. Touch your, your neighbor's shoulder and say, God will use you. God will use you. No, 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 no. Touch the shoulder like that and give that like a high five. Say, God will use you. Yes. Hallelujah. Say, wake up and hear the message because God is getting ready to use you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let me give you one last one and then we will. The next one. God calls people with an inferiority complex. God calls people with an inferiority complex. God calls people with an inferiority complex. You feel you have an inferiority complex. You are the type that God will use. Hallelujah. I say you are the type that God will use. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 10. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 10. Do you have the New American Standard Version? Okay, let's, um, I'll read it. Just project. You can put up the New Living Translation and I'll read from the New American Standard Version. You can look in your books and I'll read with you. Exodus chapter, very good. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 10. It says, And Moses said to the Lord, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent. Look at that. It says, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither recently, nor in time past, nor since you have been spoken, you have spoken to your servant. Do you see? He says, I have never been eloquent. I have not been eloquent before. I'm not going to be eloquent today, and I will never be eloquent. Even you, you say you are God, you have called me, I have not been eloquent. Sometimes, you see, you feel that the way you are, nothing has changed about you, so you feel God has not called you. That is how Moses felt. But you are the kind that God wants to use. I say you are the type that God wants to use. You don't feel like God has called you. You don't feel anything. He says, since I have been talking to you, nothing has come of me, nothing has changed in me. You are the type that God will use. He says, nor since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and slow tongue. That means when I'm talking, my tongue gets started. I stutter. It's not that easy. A preacher. You see? So you feel that, God, oh, the way I talk, God will not use me. But you are the type that God is using. I say you are the kind that God wants to use. Hallelujah. Verse 11, he says, the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes him mute or deaf? Or seen or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? It is the Lord who has made your mouth. 
It is the Lord who has made your tongue. It is the Lord who has made you. He knows who you are. He knows your frame. He knows your nature. He knows your character. He knows your secret things. He knows the things that are hidden. Hidden before the church. Hidden from pastors. Hidden from your wife. Hidden from your husband. He knows every detail of you. But he has chosen you. I say he has chosen you. He has chosen you. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your infirmity. He says... Who made that mouth that you are talking about? You are saying that your tongue is slow and it stutters. Who made it? Did I not make it? Do you think that I don't know that? Do you think that I have no idea about your weaknesses? But you are the type that God is choosing. I say you are the type that God is choosing. You are the type that God is choosing. Verse 12, he says, Now then go and I, I, even I, will be with your mouth. He said, we'll be with your mouth and teach you what you are to say. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? When you appear before the people, at that moment, he says, at that moment, you don't need to think of what to say. For at that present moment, the Holy Spirit shall bring to your mouth what you need to say. The Spirit will tell you what to say. I have been in situations where I am counseling people. And sometimes the situation is such that I don't even know what to tell the person. Sometimes people have such situations, such bad situations, and I don't know what to say. But that moment when I feel, Lord, what should I say? I don't know what to tell this person. That moment, that moment, God brings something. That moment, God brings something. And the person looks at you, and the person says, whenever I finish talking to you, it's as though something has come over me. It is not me. It is the one who made my mouth. And he says, I will be with your mouth. I will be with your mouth. Hallelujah. I will be with your mouth. Amen. Some of you, when you open your mouth to counsel people, they baffle, they wonder, they are surprised the way you start talking now. They are, they are surprised the way that come from your mouth. But God has said, he will choose you as unworthy as you are. He will choose you and he will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to say. But he said, please Lord, now send the message by whomever you will. You see, and sometimes that is what we do. We think that God should send someone else and not you. You think that, oh, this person has been around, this person speaks better than me, this person has been in the church longer. That is why, you see, you never look at anyone when it comes to the call of God upon your life. So he says, oh, please, please, Lord, now send the message by whomever you will, but not me. Now when you do that, you get God to be irritated a little bit. God has been negotiating with Moses for some time now. So the next scripture, then the anger of the Lord burned against Moses. And he said, is there not your brother Aaron the Levite? Don't refuse the call of God upon your life because he will turn to look at someone else. He said, is there not your brother Aaron the Levite? I know that he speaks fluently. I know that there's someone who speaks better than you. I know that there's someone who knows more than you. I know that there's someone who has been in the church longer than you. But it is you that I have chosen. It is you that I have selected. I know that there are people who feel more worthy. And they do indeed know more than you. But I have chosen you. He says, I know. You see, don't you think God knew about Aaron before he called Moses? He knew him. But he chose you. I say he chose you. Amen. Sometimes some of you women, you are surprised that you, among all the women, you are the one the guy chose. It's a favor of God. 
It's a favor of God. You see that people have tried. People have tried. And they are not choosing them. But you, if you look at yourself, makeup, zero. Kajikaji, zero. Lipstick, zero. What is the, what is, pounds, zero. Dusting powder on your neck, zero. Nothing. You are zero. (laughs) Nothing, nothing. But God sees you. God has seen all the people who have made up. There are people with Mary Kay. They have Bobby Brown. They have maybe Line. They have deep lipstick. They have brown lipstick. They have eyeshadow. They have extensions. They have makeup. But God has not chosen them. And the man comes and says, I like the one. I like this one. I like that one. Though her feet are black, her face is white. I like this one. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand onto your feet. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No matter who you are, he says he knows your friend. He knows you are a failure. He knows you have been rejected. He knows you have that sense of rejection. He knows the situation that you are in. You feel so unrighteous. You feel so unworthy. Oh, yes. You are not counted amongst men. When men gather, they don't call you. You are not considered. But you are the type that God has chosen. Oh, yes. God has chosen you and he wants to use you. You are the type that God has chosen. You feel unworthy. You feel unworthy. Yes. When you look at your circumstances, where you happen to be, in the wilderness, when you look at your surroundings, you are all surrounded by wilderness. And you feel unworthy. But you are the type that God has chosen. Oh, yes. You are the type that God has chosen. Oh, yes. And I will never be the same again. Oh, yes. Lord, we are including ourselves. For now we know He said many are called But we know in spite of our weaknesses In spite of our failures In spite of our rejection In spite of our sense of unworthiness Lord you have chosen us Yes We are not counted We have that inferiority complex But Lord you have chosen us We feel there are people who are better than us but you have chosen us, oh God. You have chosen us. Yes. You have chosen us. Flow like mighty waters again and again. Burn away the time. Burn away the time. Whatever you need.
complexes. You know how we have been rejected. Father, when we look at our surroundings, when we look at our friends, the friends that we began with, some of us began in the ministry. And Lord, when we look at how far our friends have gone, we feel like we have failed. But Lord, such are the people that you choose. You say you choose such people. You say you knew about Aaron, but you chose Moses. Oh, yes. Father, help us. Help us, Lord, to respond to this call. Father, let our rejection not come in a way. Let our state of unworthiness not come in a way. Let our state of failure not come in a way of our calling. But Lord, may we respond. Though many a times we have been rejected, many times we have not been counted worthy. But Lord, you have counted us worthy. You have counted as worthy. We feel unbelievable. We feel that men will not believe us. Because we began with them, we feel that they will not believe us. But Lord, we are thankful that such are people that you choose. Thank you, Lord, for counting us in. We are grateful and we are thankful in the name of Jesus. Be the same With all eyes closed, every head bow. If you are here this afternoon, you have not given your life to Jesus. But you want to give your life to Christ. This afternoon, you say, I want to give my life to Jesus. Maybe a friend invited you here this afternoon. Maybe you just came on your own. Maybe you have been here before. Maybe you have been here multiple times. Or maybe you come to church Sunday after Sunday. 
but you know in your heart that you have not received Jesus Christ as your savior this afternoon you say I want to receive Jesus Christ as my savior I want to be born again I want this body to be born again that it will be prepared for the next kingdom if that is your life and that is you you want to receive Jesus wherever you are just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you you want to give your life to Jesus lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you anyone here like that lift up your right hand I want to see your hand up high your right hand lift it up God bless you God bless you anyone else like that anyone else God bless you brother God bless you anyone else you want Jesus Christ to come into your life anyone else like that you want to join we want to say this short prayer quickly before we God bless before you leave here I want you to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior if that is you lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you anyone else like that if you have lifted up your right hand why don't you take one bold step and come forward come forward come here to me come here to me come take one bold step you want, you lifted up your right hand you want to receive Christ come come here come here take a bold step and come forward to lift up your hand if you lifted up your hand and you want to receive christ just come forward and join lift up your hand and say this with me say lord jesus thank you for dying for me i was born in sin but i believe you are the son of god you died for my sins lord jesus please wash away my sins cleanse me from all my sins this afternoon, I invite you into my life. Take control of my life. Be my savior. Be my master. Say, Satan, I have made a choice. Jesus Christ is my savior. He's my master. I do not serve you. You are not my master. I have made a choice to serve Jesus. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for your son who has come to your kingdom today. I pray, Lord, as you welcome this precious son into your kingdom, you say the heavens rejoice this moment. Father, for bringing that joy in the heavens, I ask you, God, that you build a fence around him. Protect him from this world. Protect him, O Lord, from the works of the enemy. May you give him that grace to continue to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you, brother. God bless you. We don't bless it. We want you. Open up the sky. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.